Welcome back to another uh, episode of Saturday Night Gaming Let's Discuss. As tonight we discuss Spider-Man Far From Home. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Warning, spoilers ahead, so if you haven't seen the movie and you don't want to be spoiled, stop listening. Twiggy, you're going to want to stop listening. Yeah, spoilers <laughs> ahead, there will be much tingles. <laughs> Too much tingling going on. <laughs> My spoiler sense is tingling. My podcast is this. My Tony tingle is telling me there would be spoilers. It's talking about their tingles. <laughs> All right, so we're gonna go ahead. We're gonna go around and we're gonna introduce ourselves to this, and then also when you introduce yourself, go ahead and give us your uh, first impression. Okay. Yeah. Quick see the movie. Quick impression on the movie, just a couple sentences. Alright? Okay. I'm Sean, and uh, no surprise, I really liked it, but I'm the movie optimist here. So, there you are. Hi, I'm Tony, and I also really, really enjoyed the movie. It gave me many Tony tingles. <laughs> <laughs> and this is Chuck. Hi, Chuck. Chuck can't breathe. Hi, I'm Chuck, and um, yeah, it was a good, good bit of fun. I'm Dan, and I thought the movie was so nice, I watched it twice. Yeah. <laughs> bought the coconut. I'll be here. <laughs> it it's birthday for Dan. Happy, happy birthday, man. Birthday. So, how about it? You know, happy birthday, birthday to you. you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, dear Dan. Happy birthday to you. All right, second verse. Same as first. I'm Ronnie. Uh, it's not my birthday. Nope. And Spider-Man was fantastic. It's possibly my favorite Spider-Man movie of all time. Wow. Wait, even better than Toby number three? Wait, <laughs> is it better than Mecha Spider-Man from Japan? Oh, you got me there. Yeah. <laughs> now, are we talking live action or all together? All together. Oh, wow. Wow. It's a Spider-Verse too, huh? Yeah, it wow. beat okay. that one for me as well. But then again, I'm a... Huge. He's, I'm a Peter. He's a spider I'm, optimist. I'm a Peter Parker fan. So yeah, that, that this movie is full of Peter Parker. I'm a Peter Porter fan. Yes. He was great too. Uh, I'm Nathan, and uh, like everyone else, I really enjoyed it. I thought it was like very reminiscent of a high school drama <laughs> with superheroes thrown in. It was a good romp, huh? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I am John. Uh, I I hated it. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. It was all right. I liked it. It's fine. It's my favorite movie. But he is a a movie pessimist, so yeah. <laughs> it was good. We balance out the round table. Yeah. But King Arthur, what did you think? I am Scott. I am the moderator for Saturday Night Gaming, also for this Let's Discuss podcast, and let's see my impressions of it. Uh, well, it was interesting. It was seeing Spider-Man and adapt to different situations. 
Um, I would say it's akin to Iron Man 3 as far as how mm, that goes with having that. to adapt. Mm. So. Although I felt like the first one was more like Iron Man 3 because he took the suit away and says, what are you without the suit? <laughs> but I'm just being, you know, obnoxious right now. He so. did change suits like 16 times in this movie. Well, they showed every single suit he had. Spider-Man, to me, like Iron Man, is just a, a jackpot for merchandise. How many times can we change his suit to make him look kind of cool? Yes. I was Hanging rather off. disappointed How not to see the Spider-Mobile. Yeah. <laughs> huh? I was rather not disappointed not to see the Spider-Mobile. I hope that they actually do have a Spider-Mobile at some point. That would actually be pretty neat. Yeah. We well, need the merchandise. I mean, uh, <laughs> I, would I would like say, to have one. And I'd buy that merchandise. That, I would say I did enjoy how they played into his intellect. Yes. Yes. Um, and how he approached the situations, which was, to me, uh, very Iron Man-like. As far as you got the situation presented, brute force isn't going to work. You've got to use something else. You're a heavily intelligent person. And they played really well into that, I thought. Yeah, yeah, especially that scene towards the end where he, he's on the jet making his own suit. I thought that was, I mean, like, that, that was the whole thing. It was like, is he the new Iron Man? Is he the new Iron Man? Everyone was talking about everything. And I just didn't really see it until that moment where he's like, he, it, they actually pull out, which I mean, I knew from the when he's like, series that he is super intelligent and all this kind of stuff. But when he's they like, don't I'm actually really show up. off that until this movie when he's yeah, making the suit himself. I was thinking the drone scene. Mm-hmm. Using the drones and manipulating them and everything. Yeah, I was thinking more or less like using his head. Mm-hmm. Oh, like the um, electric shock through the. Wind. Well, not just that, but when that one broken drone was on the ground, and he used that to launch himself yeah. up. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Exactly. He's got quick adaptive thinking. I do and like how they um, they mentioned how he's not a Tony Stark replacement. Right. You know? He's not Iron Man. Yeah, but he's not. Iron was Man. Tony. Yeah, but neither was Tony. Yeah. I'm just happy we're getting so to see him. So they kind of set him up to be the, the linchpin of the uh, MCU going forward. I would like, believe that he's the new Iron Man as that, far as that, being a linchpin yeah. for the rest of the heroes to rally around. I don't think that he's going to become the same type of character. Yeah, I can see him giving some emotional speech to bring everyone together at a dark time, you know. Well, because there's not going to be, oh, who's going to do it? Who else? Well, I, th- I thought Black Panther was supposed to be the new Captain America. Except that was that's no, basically Falcon. Captain America. You're talking Falcon, about Falcon. Yeah. Talking about well, Falcon. no, I'm just saying, like, what was it? I, I was Sam Wilson's the Falcon. I know that no, he's... No, oh, I know, I know, he's like, I know who he is. I'm just saying, I've, <laughs> I've heard other people talk about how the super patriotic kind of uh, inspiring character that a lot of people think is going to be Black Panther because he's... But Very nationalistic for his nation. I mean, it might not be for the United States, but he's not going to be Captain America. Though. I don't think no. he's going to be that type of character either. He's very much uh, for his country above other things. Not even his country, yeah. just his little city. Yeah. Well, like, I mean, I, screw the rest of Africa. Wakanda forever. Oh, yeah, Wakanda's it's like, a country. It's never like Africa forever. Like, that's, Captain that's America that's wasn't like, long live Connecticut. You know, he was he was all about America and the American dream. Like, what's the Wakandan dream? Nobody knows. But there are lots of countries in Africa. There are. Yeah. Like, what about the like the Sudan? Zimbabwe. Yeah. What are we doing about that? Egypt. 
Well, that was kind of the first well, well, the Black Panther movie. I think, I think that Mboko, Mboko, the, the white ape, is going to be the new Captain America. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. Moving on. I feel like an American would have to be the new Captain America. Yeah. I don't feel like, a, you know, it would. What if, what if it was like Falcon is very American. An immigrant that got nationalized could still be Captain America. That's true. Even though Arnold Schwarzenegger for Captain America. Yes. <laughs> yeah, get behind me. Shit. I'm Captain America. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Avengers, assemble! Avengers, assemble! Get to the chopper. Get to the Quinjet. <laughs> oh, you're giving them ideas. Hey, we'll copyright that that's, Yeah, that's copyright <laughs> Saturday Night Gaming. That's the nice campaign we run. Kevin Feige's got to pay me if that. That's yeah. character's next war. No, we'll sell it to you for like, just send us a check for like 50 cents and we could put it, we could frame it. Uh, <laughs> destroy the Death Star! <laughs> there might be some licensing issues with that. Yeah, yeah, he can't well. trademark his own face. Alright, alright. Okay. <laughs> I lost track of where I was. Uh, Spider-Man. Spider-Man. <laughs> <laughs> I believe that is the movie we were here to uh, talk about. Spider-Man, the new Iron Man, the new Henchman uh, of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. We were talking about him using his intelligence and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, like my favorite part about that was just seeing, finally seeing Spider-Man use not traditional webbing and actually using like electrical webbing and stuff like that. It's yeah. That's one of the things I've always wanted to see happen. And they alluded to it in the first movie with the impact webs, right. the webs, the kill webs, all that stuff, and now he's kill got these mode. taser webs. And he made it himself. That's the thing. It's like we finally get to see his genius play out in one of these movies. It's like, you know, I mean, we got a hint of that in Into the Spider-Verse as well. But for me, it's like I'm finally getting to see the Spider-Man I grew up with being fully fleshed out into a you movie. Know, you bring up an interesting point in that Peter is very intelligent, but he's not always had access to like stark resources. Yeah. So right. what if you had Peter Parker and his intelligence with unlimited resource? Like what could, what could he do? Yeah. Well, I mean, what could he do with that to improve? What would he do if he had Parker Industries? Is that what you're thinking? Maybe. Because, quite honestly, if you just uh, logged into your Kindle and read the latest issues of The Amazing Spider-Man ever since Tony Stark was put into a coma by Carol Danvers, you'd see Parker Industries and that kind of Peter Parker at play. Do you think they're setting up that kind of I do believe so. We'll get to that in a moment, and we can get our thoughts on that. Uh, First, I wanted to go around, and let's go with your your favorite and then also your worst part of the movie. You thought was the worst part. Your favorite part and your worst part. Okay. Uh, favorite part uh, was the first illusion scene where uh, he basically traps Peter in that illusion world with this really kind of VR. Yeah, psychedelic almost nightmare scape. Because one, because that reminded me of like the original. Cartoon series, it, it seemed, which I think could have, I think I could see some non-comic book fans having some issues with that because it's so kind of out there and more traditional. But I thought it was awesome. Uh, but it also showed that, uh, like, how do you fight somebody who controls your entire reality? It really kind of like puts this into peril in there. Uh, as far as least favorite goes, uh, 
Uh, honestly, I'm not sure. Jermaine <laughs> um, Falls. Actually, I would probably balls. I would probably say the uh, it, it, the first part was a little slow, which is probably the only slight bad that I can think of really towards it. Well, look, the first part was a little slow, like the first like thirty minutes or so. The news. No, like, yeah, the beginning yeah, of the movie. Like, yeah, right, like the news, like the news intro and all that. Well, the like kids talking at the same like, like the whole trip, the whole no. first thirty minutes. It wasn't well, just the news. Where they were setting up that he's a high school kid who's yeah. back after yeah. the blip. No, I mean, but I mean, what I'm saying is, it just it start. took a while to get to action. Or there, well, no, right, not necessarily right. action, but just like you're just right. like you could literally probably like cut that whole first part and and just have a five minute like. Uh, recap. Seg- yeah, recap, yeah. and then like the movie wouldn't you. change fundamentally. Yeah, uh, fundamentally maybe no, but I, I would feel robbed. Well, I mean, because yeah, it's starting to get shorter. Mean, they did have to explain. Not just that. There's a lot of yeah. I like the blip news. I like the news. News in the. I'm not I, I did really like that, oh, and man. what I liked about it was like, where are they going with this? Yeah, you know, right? like why? Is Especially this... when it's still just the Marvel. And it kept going for so long. Like, yeah. are they just gonna sing the whole song? What's... They are, <laughs> and that's how we. And at the end of it, she's, I love you two thousand. Yeah, that's it. And then the movie's over, and they cut the rest of it, and fundamentally, it was the same. <laughs> yeah. I thought it was also cool how like they showed that. The people went back in exactly the same spot. Right, and they yeah. crashed yeah. into the I did the like band that. Players. I liked that. Was yeah. Yes. Because um, I always like wondered, like, did, how that happened? Yeah, how that happened? Like, were we in the same position? What if, what if you were on a boat when you got blipped away? Would you just <laughs> blip into the middle of the just ocean? Think about it. That's okay. already been stated um, by Feige and all the writers that when Hulk snapped everybody back, they went back to somewhere safe where they oh. wouldn't just die. He so if you were on a plane when you uh, got snapped, you're not just appearing like 20,000 feet that's above the like, Right. Ruin the fun for me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's like you're... <laughs> well, rob me, why don't you? To be really honest, that's a little too... All of a sudden... Convenient, in a way, because it's like, oh, everyone's perfectly safe. Convenient? Or it's well cold. thought out by a genius named Bruce Banner. Yeah. Like, I want this to be convenient for people. Infinity yeah. Otherwise, the Hulk goes to jail for being responsible for like a million people's what deaths. Have I done? Well, he's already killed a, a, a ton of people in just like well, previous right. movies. Well, 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 they're all days. soldiers. That's not called death. We all learned no, that from the I'm Joker. About, that's an acceptable loss. I'm talking about when he rampages through, what was it, Brazil or something like that? Because Black Widow or Child Wish got in his head. He didn't rampage at all. Him and you're talking. Oh, you're. Uh, oh, oh, that was Wick Africa. Fight. That was like Age of Ultron. That right? was Africa, Age of Ultron. Yeah, but lots of people were injured. <laughs> um, and but Wakanda was. I'm, I'm sure people. Wakanda just, didn't care because yeah. that's not actually Wakanda. <laughs> so they were like, "Screw them, Wakanda forever. Hope never attacks us. We're good." And then like he turns <laughs> to his buddy, he's like, "What you think?" He's like, "Yeah, Wakanda forever." But um, no. Honestly, my favorite part, I would have to, if I was going to try really hard to separate things into what my favorite part was. Um, man, just from the moment he parachuted out of the, or, you know, he jumped off the side of the plane, he had the little spider chute, and he's diving down from that moment 
until he shoots right up into the, the tunnel way and, and deals with Mysterio, like right when he catches him and just pops him in the fishbowl face. Like yeah. that whole sequence was very well done. I really enjoy having the, what does he call them? FOSs, the Friends of Spider-Man. Yeah. Their sequence and like seeing them run and, and have oh, trying to like keep that. them safe yeah. too. I really enjoy that they're there. That's giving that heightened sense of what Spider-Man's all about, which is usually trying to keep certain people safe. It's not so much proving himself, more so the responsibility of others. Yeah. I also like Happy in this. Happy was yeah. great. I usually don't yes. like him, but I liked him in this. I always enjoy John yeah. Favreau, but um, worst moment. Not liked part. Worst. It's hard, isn't it? <laughs> moment. Um, it could be more than one. It's okay. It, it can <laughs> happen. Um, shoot. I really, you know, I thought all of it was well, well done, and I wouldn't really want to sacrifice any. Oh, after the second end credit scene when the screen went black. <laughs> that was the worst I did feel part. like and there could have been more there. There could have been a third end credit scene that I could have had. Um, no, I really, I enjoyed so much of it. And I really, I don't, I don't really think you could sacrifice anything. If you could cut something out just to give it a little bit of a, it's the same effect without that scene, I'd say him cleaning the bathroom. They did cut a couple of things out, like the Peter Parker Passport for Peter Parker, please. Uh, scene yeah. got cut out. Oh, for the, well, yeah, there for was, the trailer. I, I noticed there were several scenes in the trailer, guy, like the bank scene where he's. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm yeah. the new Iron Man. Yeah, no, yeah. I'm already doing your job. Yeah, that got cut. Yeah. Um, they said for pacing issues. Uh, yeah. Hopefully, the DVD gives me all of that. Uh, Tom Holland said that they're making a little, they're adding all this into like a little short film montage. Like a director's cut would be. They're going to re release it. That's what I was about to say. <laughs> Okay, um, ironically, both my favorite and least favorite parts have Mysterio in them. The favorite one is when he totally disses S.H.I.E.L.D. by telling Peter never be afraid to be the smartest man in the room. <laughs> that was great, yeah. <laughs> and unfortunately, the, the part that I hated is the fact that because I grew up with Spider-Man and Mysterio, I knew that everything was fake from the beginning. Yeah. Yeah. Honestly, that was probably the worst kept secret out there. Well, to comic book fans, it was. I felt like that was a soothing hug, though, when it wasn't something that was completely drastically different just to be different, just to prove a point of being different. I felt like that was a good big old bear hug. Well, for me, it's, um, you know, like saying that, you know, we knew that who Mysterio was. Well, with, like, the whole multiverse and everything like that and all these different possibilities, I didn't know if that was going to be the same Quentin Beck I mean, yeah, it could they, have been a different Quentin Beck took over. I mean, as far as I knew, so I mean, it's seeing them actually go the classic route of Mysterio was actually really pleasing yeah. to me that they didn't, you well, know, I, go some other way. That they chose him as the villain. I just, to me, it was like once I saw the the original trailer, I'm like, it's, it's all, it's all fake. Yeah. It's all yeah. going to be him doing the the. Um, Illusions to make himself big. That's yeah. understandable. Well, but I mean, like, if you see Green Goblin's bad guy, you're going to hope that he drinks something that makes him go crazy, flies around on a glider, and shoots himself at some point. Like, that's what you want to happen. Sure. 
Or it One could be the ultimate two. virgin. He drinks a vial, turns into like a freaking demon-looking version of the Hulk, goes crazy, it's flies around, and then kills it's, 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 it's just to me. It's just to me. I went in with, to it knowing what was going to happen, and it took away from it from me a little okay. bit. Well, see, for I can, me, I can see that, like huh? I was in the same boat initially, but knowing how the MCU likes to mess with things and the way they presented it is what was key. So, like they tied it to the whole Infinity Gauntlet. Well, maybe that did thin the veil between worlds. And there's a Spider-Verse. There's all this other stuff that they could be playing with. And it was plausible. And it kind of played into what Beck was talking about. Like, you know, the more crazy I make this, the more people are going to believe it. You know? Um, But, like, that's exactly right. Like, it was plausible. We do realize, though, that Quentin Beck is really the secondary villain of this movie, though, right? Mm -hmm. Is the primary villain Peter Parker No, the primary villains were the Skrulls. Skrulls. The scrolls? How are If it wasn't for the way that Nick Fury treated Peter Parker yeah. throughout the entire first portion yeah. of the movie, he never would have given the glasses to Quentin Beck. Oh, you're probably that, right. That was actually something yeah. that, uh, watching it, I, I was kind of irritated that how they, he was, like you said, he was treating Peter Parker. I was like, that doesn't even really seem like... Yeah, he wasn't. I think that I was, was an illusion. Yeah. yeah. Well, no, what I was saying was, like, I didn't, I didn't think that was... I didn't see that as how, uh, in actual... Uh, Nick Fury's character, so I liked how oh, it was. Oh, yeah. no, Nathan just made a great point. We don't necessarily know if that was Talos Nick Fury or if that yeah. was Quentin Beck Nick Fury. But regardless, it wasn't yeah. actual Nick Fury. It wasn't actual Nick Fury. Is what I was getting it at. It wasn't That's his motivation. Like that. yeah. But it's a really good point that he just made when Nick Fury takes him in and says, you can take yeah. off your mask because it doesn't matter. Yeah. He may not have been Talos saying it doesn't matter. It may have been Quentin Beck been saying, I need to know who you are. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Whoa! You just blew my yeah. mind, Nathan. Thank you so great. much. Get the new layer. <laughs> new layer. Maybe the movie didn't actually happen. Well, that's a little bit too much new layer. Maybe but. the entire movie was done on a set with oh. special effects. Second favorite part B is the and fact that back back that JK um, yeah. says this. Yeah, absolutely. Hashtag JK says Kevin Feige. See, yeah. more evidence that the veil between worlds is thin. He's, he could literally be the same character from the um, Toby universe. I think one of my favorite things from the entire movie, I like the way they did the characters and everything else, but one of my favorite things was the nod to every Spider-Man before this that they've done twice now, both in Spider-Man Homecoming and now, of basically just turning the train scene on its head. Spider-Man always stops a train. And this time, a train stops Spider-Man. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) My experience with that from playing the game, that was an instant kill. I'm like, how did he survive? Well, have you ever had one of those spiders you try to swat a few times and it keeps he on getting ended up in the Netherlands. Because <laughs> that was me when I played the Spider-Man on PS4. Like, I was just in there messing in the subway and I'm like, oh, look, there's lights. Boom, yeah. <laughs> Respawn. <laughs> and that's what he did. He respawned in the Netherlands. Yeah. yeah. Um, as far as least favorite, though. I've been trying to think about it ever since you asked. Yeah. And I am really having a hard time. But... Because even the Nick Fury scene where he's in the Tahiti set is a great mm-hmm. reference back to Tahiti. Right. Mm-hmm. I didn't even think about that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right? yeah it is. Um, it's a magical place. 
It is. <laughs> yes. Yes, it is. I think the fact that it took Peter so long to remember or to realize that he could use his spider sense uh, was bugging me. But I understand why they did it because he's just learning to use it. Well, but he also learned, if you remember every single time that he's ever had problems with his powers, it's because of the emer emotional turmoil he mm. feels while in a relationship flux. And, and he really likes MJ, and he really wants to tell her, but he's unsure of himself, so therefore that sense is offline. Until he actually presents the story to her, they kind of have that connection on the bridge, and yeah. then all of a sudden, guess what? He works again. It's yeah. like it's, it's just like the Hulk. It performs anxiety. Not to mention, he did say that he needed a vacation yeah. right before Nick Fury takes him on a mission. See, the way that I like uh, kind of applied that because it kind of bugged me at first too was um, so like normally like you know Spider-Man's fighting bad guys, they're throwing stuff, shooting at him. He's dodging it using his Peter tingle. Yeah, it's, he's in the zone, but he's reacting to things that he sees. If you've ever been in a VR world and like walk the plank, you know it's not real, but you're still reacting as though it is, yeah. like both emotionally uh, and physically. So I think but that when the banana defeated Peter's that Peter is true. Well, that is my, true. My thing is the way I saw it was he was just I mean, it's a quote of video game quote. It's like he leveled up practically. He basically is still learning his powers. I get that, just, but I mean, I'm he can do it on demand now. The point that he the emotional is. turmoil does make sense. Yeah. Also, mm -hmm. I was explaining the banana getting past it as he didn't sense that as danger. Yeah. Yeah, but I mean, it's he usually can feel anything around him. He had a yeah. pain. He had two years to figure this out. Yeah. Well, like years, he, there's me. things clouding, like so yeah. it's not clear to him that there's a banana flying at his head because he his focus is elsewhere. His focus is MJ. Yeah. It's like oh That's man, she's it's the really prettiest red. I mean, um, not redhead I've ever seen in my life. But then there's also the emotional like trauma of people like expecting him to become the new Iron Man. Yeah. Right. So got that all that. Yeah, a lot. And the death of, of his father figure. Yeah. Yes. His yeah. Did everybody appreciate the nod to Uncle Ben? Yes. Yes. On the suitcase. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I saw yeah. Benjamin Parker's suitcase. So he existed. He was there. He died. Yeah, but all, all that coming in together is just like would drive anything into overload. I also want to see Marvel zombies so on the big screen now. <laughs> like when I saw Tony Stark's. Uh, that's a Disney Plus. Yeah. yeah. Oh. <laughs> the Tony Stark corpse was pretty hard. Yeah. yeah. Um. All right. So uh, for me, my favorite part—that's jeez, that's really tough to pick. Uh, but for me, it was—I think it was just finally getting to see him. You know, when he was making his own costume and when he was on the plane, and he like he was fully confident in himself. He made his own webbing, made his own costume, and it's like, oh, hey, it's electrical webbing, not just the other stuff. You finally get to see his intelligence full in play. So, taser I mean, webs. yeah, the taser webs and stuff. So, I mean, it's, you know, it just really makes me excited for, like, the movies that are going to come after this. Like, what other kind of webbing is he going to make? Is he going to make stuff to stop, like, you know, Sandman or the actual for real Hydro Man that Flash Thompson wikipedia <laughs> Or wiki, yeah. excuse me. I don't me. think we're going to have to have a Hydra, though. Or oh, oh, we're I not, think. but I'm just happy to know that he actually exists. Main villains 
Uh, for me, I, yeah, we can ask that question. We're going down the sinister yeah, yeah. six. But, uh, not the, yeah, the sinister six. That's that's the line that we're going down, obviously. Yes, that's worst, we'll get there. We'll get yeah. there in a worst part. God, I've been trying to think of this the entire time since you first said it. It's, I, like, I had an easy time thinking of it. <laughs> I can't I wait to see what he hated so bad. I have yeah. some me stuff, too. It's but it's like, not very I, specific. But wait. More. But like it's the thing is for me it's like I've seen it twice now and I've enjoyed it thoroughly and it's just I was just trying to think it's like you know like what agitated me about this movie I mean now I will say that the uh, professor guy or his teacher that's always fumbling and stuff Martin like Star. Martin Starr they are doing that forcing it a little bit too much of his bad luck I'm like eh, that's I mean it's comedy. Yeah, it's stick time. I just mean it's just, I don't know. It's just it's just a little much. I agree. In my that. opinion, it's. Tony Tingle was going. I mean, on. in the other ones, it was just fun. It's like they should have just kept playing on the fact that wherever he is, disaster is just going to strike. It should have just been like, why does this keep happening? You know, he doesn't have to be a bumbling fool. I, d I just didn't like how they turned him into like how he dropped the camera and just kept. Making just other guy. stuff. So I felt so happy that he didn't, and then he just. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was like, oh, oh it. So yeah. sad, but I don't know. It's, I mean, I laughed at it, but like I said, it's like I'm having to grasp at straws to figure out what was the worst part. Even the worst part wasn't that bad. I'll let you have that. Yeah. yeah. Like the worst part of it was funny. That yeah. made me a little uh, nervous when I saw that scene with the camera because, you know, my wife's a photographer. And yeah. I know when I'm handling the equipment and stuff, like. <laughs> I've got this like on my shoulder. I've got my hand right there. I make sure that nothing's happening. Yeah. And the dude just grabbed it and didn't even worry about the strap. And I'm like, All right, oh, that's bad. That's, yeah. Something bad's going to happen. I really thought that when the shutter closed, it was going to fall yeah. off. Yeah. And, and I, I think, think it would to grab that. And it didn't fall. And I was like, okay, maybe it's not going to fall this time. Right. And then it did. <laughs> Nathan. <laughs> um, so my definitely my favorite part would have to be like Spider-Man like just like figuring out how to combat these different situations like throughout the movie. Yeah. Like from the robots to like this supposed monster attacks. Like, he knows he can't shoot the thick water monster, so he goes to uh, damage control. Yeah. Yeah, I always like that when a movie come like, uh, what's he gonna do? <laughs> <laughs> this thing's on fire! Right. Web shooters, get sticky! Yeah. <laughs> I'm strong and I'm sticky, that was great too! Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm strong and I'm sticky. <laughs> I can help. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, I'm going to say that's my favorite story? part. What was the worst part, Nathan? I would have to say it's like how he was dealing with the jealousy of the guy trying to come in on MJ. Yeah. yeah. Like, oh, Blit Boy? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I didn't like Blit Boy either. Yeah. Mm -mm. Specifically, the guy who didn't blip. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Like, yeah. Blit Boy, whatever his name was. Uh, yeah. Something <laughs> like this. Brad. Uh, Brad. Yeah. <laughs> the kill <laughs> I was okay with it if he had died. That was one of my favorite scenes. Yeah, but the thing is, like, 
everyone else would probably have died, or a few other people. Like no. MG. Just Brad. Just Brad. Just Brad. A Stark tank. It's Stark well, tank. It's a drone. It's really well done. Now, if you notice though, that um, it was Edith, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Even dead, I'm the hero. Yes. <laughs> That's epically awesome. If you notice, Edith didn't ask him or make sure that you know he was in a friendly, you know, fire safety zone. It just flat out launched a drone. Yeah. But then Mysterio is like, why aren't these things firing? Oh well, you know, you're in the friendly fire zone. I think well, Peter was at the front of the bus. It cared more for him than for Peter. Peter was at the front of the bus. Also has superpowers. Ben or David or Brad. Or he decided Brad. to name it Brad. He was in the back of the bus. <laughs> it's a missile. But it's probably a small oh, explosive no, that would have just been a bullet that made a hole this big in yeah. the rearview mirror. Yeah, it's yeah. a rearview mirror. It wasn't the explosion before that, though. The explosion before that. No, the the, fire, the bullet being fired off is because he webbed it. No, no he the bullet it. hit the rearview mirror. Yeah. He webbed the, the After steering wheel. After he webbed it. No, he, no, he, he, he got a steering wheel and he turned the bus. Yeah. That's why they collided into the side. And More damage came it. from him trying to avoid the bullet. The bullet only caused rearview mirror damage. Yeah. yeah. And there's a little hole left, and that's when the shield leader... remembered when he webs it into the ground. That's when the scroll shield agent looked at him, and he was like, what's your damage? Like, you crazy man. (laughs) The biggest explosion was the actual drone crashing. The whole movie changed now, that I look back at every single Nick Fury scene. (laughs) Yep. It really changed now that he's told me, like, not every Nick Fury scene was scroll, and not every Nick Fury scene was back. It was a mixture of the two. Yeah. yeah. Like, it's yeah. either Talos being really bad at playing a character, which is so funny to me now, yeah. or it's Beck trying to force the emotional response so, to Peter. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So you need to go back and watch it a third and fourth time. I do believe I have to now mm-hmm. because of Nathan. Yeah, because that makes a much more rich right, of a film if Beck is manipulating Pause Peter. This. Pause this we'll recording. To, uh, so we'll be back. <laughs> <laughs> Did actually, you go with the worst? Yeah. Okay. The relationship with that's Brad. Right. Okay. It Brad. actually makes a lot Brad of sense. And it, Man, Brad. It, it just kind of seemed forced. Yeah, that was another thing. He was awkward yeah. enough. Yeah, like, exactly. That that, that was that was one of the things I was thinking too. Me. Was it it just seemed like this extra thing that <laughs> the photo scene. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What about you, John? What do you think? I'm thinking about the Beck conspiracy. Like how? The Beck conspiracy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's the, it's what we're going to call it now, the Beck conspiracy. Because Beck would have to make sure that Peter Parker would give him the, the glasses. glasses. So he had to evoke certain feelings from him. Yeah. So he couldn't yeah. just rely that Talos, as Nick Fury, would do that. Right. Mm-hmm. So he had to manipulate it. So I think you're right. I think that Nathan is extremely right. And if that's true, then I have... A slightly higher respect for when the film. When did the glasses get given to Pete? Uh, that was right after the fire on the monster. Way to that. It was right when after. they were on the boat on the way to that. Oh, that? Yeah, yeah. So Fury that gave was, was That was Nick. Talos that Nick was Fury. definitely yes. Talos. On the boat to the to the meeting. To where Beck. they met with Beck. Yeah. So, so that Talos that definitely Nick was. So that was Talos. Yeah. yeah. Was. Cause he's, but he's then when he yells at him later for giving the glasses away. Or using the glasses wrong, that could have been Beck. 
That's mm-hmm. the Beck conspiracy. Could have been. Yeah, this is either really good or really bad. As in, really good is they played it to where Beck is like manipulating things like this, like we've talked about, or really bad in that it's just circumstantial and Beck was just waiting for Peter to do the thing he wanted him to do right. without intervening at all, which but is silly. I mean, it would be funny, though, if Talos was that bad at playing Nick Fury because he meets him and he finds him that scary and mean. So his way of playing him just was being just mean. being a mean. <laughs> yeah. What's a word I can use? Um, Shiva. <laughs> there you go. Now, are we thinking that the Nick Fury, after they got the stuff, after they changed the class trip, was that also Talos? I'm not entirely sure anymore. Because Nathan's the really bodyguard open. was the bus driver. Uh, to me... I think the only part that Nick Fury wasn't Nick Fury was that hologram scene. Wasn't Towers? Uh, was that, that hologram scene. Yeah, when they went. Back, yeah. yeah. was mm-hmm. during that scene. Uh, you know, where you just... Oh, that was great. Like, VR world. I think that was the only... To me, from going back and thinking on the movie, I think that's the only yeah. scene that... It does mean that he that had a full hologram there. of Nick Fury, though. I think everything else is reading too much into it. I don't think yeah. it's yeah. set up. Yeah. Like like See, that just backs like up the it. theory. You just backed up our theory. The Beck, Beck conspiracy. Beck, the Beck conspiracy, because that proves that Beck had created a fake Nick. So he could have used him at any point. He could have. Nick could have even walked out of the room, but Peter not know it. Yeah, because Nick's still there. All right. Anyway, my favorite and least favorite part. Yeah. Um, I'm a big fan of character arcs. I feel that they are necessary for any and every good story. Um, and fortunately, this one does have a character arc, uh, a really good one, Peter Parker. Uh, Peter Parker is different at the end of the movie than when he started. Uh, and that's basically a character arc. You go through some sort of uh, trauma or change, uh, you're not the same person anymore after the story. The hero's and, journey. Yeah, hero's journey. Um, and then there's also uh, secondary character arcs, which I think are very good. Um, MJ has a character arc. Uh, even his uh, best buddy seems to have a little one, uh, um, but the rest of them don't. He, he he's kind of the uh, same. He's the, the same, but movie. he feels like he's become a man. Now. Yeah, he's a man now. He's a he man. He met a woman, <laughs> a strong, a strong, strong woman, woman who made him a man. Love I have a hard time watching Ned without <laughs> seeing Dan. Yeah. <laughs> like, and I keep thinking I should go buy Dan one of those cool hats that Ned keeps wearing because he yeah. can pull it off like a pimp. So if he's Ned, I mean you're Peter Parker. Yes. I would say the character arcs start strong with Peter, and they get weaker and weaker as you go down the line. I thought I was Peter because I was weird. To the point where everyone else has no character arc whatsoever, and that's my negative. I still get to be the guy. Uh, so I would yeah. say from Ned down, as as their character arcs are insignificant. And therefore, like, I, can't, I think that they take away from the story. Yeah. Like, they're just set pieces. And it's fine to have characters as set pieces, like the Martin Starr character is just a set piece. Uh, but it's better if they also have arcs, because they're also human. Um, like, that's, that's my negative. Like, uh, they didn't, like, get into, like, you know, even Brad needs some sort of character arc to solidify uh, his humanity as a character. I feel he like his really character arc could have easily ended with a piece of rubble hitting him in the head. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or causing frontal lobe down. I haven't killed him yet. Or that female spy shooting him in the head. No, 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 after no, no, he took no, 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 I haven't killed him. The rubble hits him in the head just causes frontal lobe damage that you don't realize till later. 
and he becomes one of the first hobgoblins. Okay. okay. <laughs> there you go. Or I, I could have seen him actually like figure out that Peter Parker was Spider-Man before this. And then trying to use it. And then no one yeah. believed him type of deal. And, and then he's the one who sold J. Jonah Jameson the footage. <laughs> No, I, didn't like, that I really like the death of uh, Beck, the death in quotation marks. Who knows, you know? Well, Mysterio's not dead. I think Beck's dead. And Mysterio's Well, yeah, dead. definitely Mysterio. And that's the only reason I question um, the idea that Beck himself would be alive. Because if he was, why would they go to the trouble of showing you that uh, his partner got all of the tech? Exactly. So I think Beck actually is dead. Mm-hmm. What uh, do you think? I think I need to check something. Uh-oh. Side note. So, yeah, oh, yeah, reminded ahead. me. All right, more, uh, more about... That, uh, did that female spy have a name? No. That female spy? The one that was bringing yes, him the... the spy that shagged me. There's Natalia. Natalia The, the one Lump who was Shikova. bringing him the other costume. Does she show up anywhere else? Do you want her to be the she's next Black Lord. Widow? She's Lorelania. <laughs> she can be the next okay. Black Widow. Never mind. No, I'm just. I do like how Beck was. If she uh, actually even showed up as a as he lay dying, you know, and then he was sneaking up on Spider-Man. Spider-Man caught it at the last second. I thought that was fantastic. But his tingle was working. His tingle was working. Yeah. I also loved like at first I thought Beck was being played over the top, but uh, I think it. I when you realize that he's an over the top. Yeah, he's definitely over the top, and I kind of liked it once I got into it, Um, and then I really liked. his like ridiculous overconfidence in himself, you know. Well, and let me go back and, and rehash what I said that I didn't like the fact that I figured out that he was, everything was fake to begin with. Yeah. It just seemed to me, even, even with the plausibility of that, when the story came out that there was the multiverse, it just seemed like it was too convenient <laughs> that, that he just, happened to show up only at these events. That's, I guess, just... Well, I mean, that's, I mean, that was part of the story is, like he even said, like, it, these people believe anything right now. Right. right. So, so that's it's the whole purpose. Yeah. That's the drive. Oh, that reminds yeah. me of that one line Nick Fury, or um, the, the scroll said, when he got that last line, after having received Happy's, like, coded, coded message, mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> Like, uh, I can't remember what the line was, but I remember... That's surfboard? Yeah, well, I, that was the you message. You could have just winked? Well, no, specifically, like, that was some BS right there. Yeah. You know? uh, that was a load of... This is PG-13, so I can't say anything. Yeah, oh, when he says it's it's all fusing together, it's, it's drawing off yeah. the Earth's core, and he's yeah, like, yeah. now that's a lot of BS. Yeah, 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 yeah that was great, that was great. <laughs> mm-hmm. Have I got out? Wait, wait, why can't I say that? Like, it was in Spider-Man. Yeah, that was PG-13. Yeah, that was we're, PG-13. We're, 30 minutes. we're old school PG-13. <laughs> there were a lot right. of things said in this movie. Scott, what was your favorite said on this favorite podcast? Scene. My favorite was, like I already discussed, uh, just the drone scene at the end. Yeah. Uh, with Spider-Man using his intellect. Yeah. yeah. Uh, really to handle the situation. Uh, I thought that was, that was probably one of the best scenes in the movie to me because kind of what you were talking about, John, with the uh, character growth. You know, he kind of, you know, developed into his responsibility, you know, because mm-hmm. he was running away from responsibility. And oh, then, yeah, definitely. And now seeing he's running to responsibility because he knows he has to do this. Yeah, you know, being Spider-Man isn't like, he cares about. it's not a um, clock in, clock so out. in order to overcome it, though, he had to go about it a different way. He couldn't just do it the way Spider-Man's always done it. He had to do it differently. 
And so he had to figure out a way to do it. And so that's when he's in the jet, come up with a suit, and he's come up with these different... I mean, he tailored the suit specifically to the situation. I really like seeing which that. Which is very, to me, Spider-Man-like. Very good. Mm-hmm. Because it reminds me a lot Tony Stark. like, yeah, like Tony Stark. Tony Stark. Tony Stark has a suit for every occasion. Yeah. I'm pretty sure he has a black and white one for formal. Yeah. <laughs> you know? That's what the war machine That's what the was. I seem like a tux. I guess I wanted to... Oh, I've I'm seen that. Pretty sure really what was the worst, that? though? The yeah, worst? yeah, I'm curious. Because was... you, you seem to have an easiest time of that. Yeah, multiverse. That was a Like huge there wasn't one? Undercutting the you, multiverse. Yeah, I was wanting it. Yeah. I was, I was completely wanting because I was wanting the movies to take really a different direction. I thought that would have been a really different direction uh, considering everything that happened because not only have you had one snap, you've had two. That's a large amount of energy in one location. Specifically. I also feel well, like that would have helped planet. Sony a lot. Yeah, um, exactly. Because then Sony could like... Are, I mean, you must well call them back to back. Yeah. Two of those. I mean. Like Sony would then have a reason to bring Venom into the Spider-Man universe. But they didn't technically say they didn't. They just said that this guy was lying about yeah. it. But he didn't right. have knowledge about the fact that the Earth realm that you live in right now is the 616. So there were a lot of smart people in his team... They all worked for Stark. They I think that up. was just throwing numbers out there for comic fans. I'm pretty sure. That was good I seriously doubt this leading to anything. And I'm, I, I just, I don't. That's my biggest letdown about that. Now, if they do happen to do a multiverse theory, which I don't think they're ever going to do, I think that was just kind of like what Chuck was saying, just leading to explain well, I mean, these guys showing up for some reason. There are alternate timelines and stuff like that, so that means there'd be parallel Earths. Well, yeah, though, that's not I think same. what he's saying, though, is he was kind of down that this was like a Mandarin 2.0. Mm-hmm. We all built up for the Mandarin right. to be the Mandarin, but yeah. he was okay. just king. Just an actor. Yeah. Yeah, Iron Man 3. I mean, so you get this build up, and then that's kind of a letdown. Like, I was hoping maybe the end credits scene would have had just like a little bit of something to show like about no. the multiverse. J. Jonah Jameson no, is okay. from another a universe. third end credit scene where it's <laughs> just a pig. <laughs> show me nothing else, just show me a pig. See, how about a pig I jumping out of a window? Into the spider- Actually, I would put Into the Spider-Verse above this movie. Me personally, mm-hmm. I would. Actually, and I would agree with you. I agree with that. Is I agree with not that. necessarily just the animation or anything like that. Or even well, it's much tighter story. The story was okay, but it's just the fact that they're tying all these together. I've always been a fan of tying multiple, like separate entities together mm-hmm. into a crossover. Yeah. Uh, that's, that's the reason why I enjoy watching an unrelated universe, DC, <laughs> on TV, the Arrowverse, because of the, I watch it for the crossovers. I don't watch the shows individually because I like the shows. I watch it because I want to see them connect. I watch the MCU because I want to see it connect. That's why I watch yeah. Agents of Shield. I do right. because I want to see it anyway. But now that you see that there was a Tahiti scene, I mean, come on, there was a connection there. Well, yep. it's a Tahiti. I, but still, <laughs> I I already do yeah. that in my head with actors anyway. Any actor I've ever seen in another movie, it's that is part of this universe. Right. See, I want to see Godzilla and King Kong. Let's do this. Yeah, how did we get That's from Indiana Jones to Han Solo? Like, what happened in between? The universe. That would have been pretty cool. The, the mummy burst. That's going to be an interesting form. series. Actually, <laughs> actually, what I'm saying is it they've actually Han already Solo filmed Godzilla vs. King Indiana. Kong. Yeah. It was a long time ago. Yep. But uh, anyways, that was my biggest uh, letdown in the movie. Was that right there? Yeah. Wait. Sam Jackson's in that as well. 
King Kong. But that's an MCU movie. universe and movie and now. If you want to see what he was doing while you snapped away, go see Shit. Yeah. yeah. Shut your mouth. <laughs> well, it turns out that's his Tahiti scene. <laughs> like he he doesn't remember being in Tahiti. He remembers Shaft. <laughs> the first time he disappeared, he remembers a certain other movie where he had a purple lightsaber. Wait, wait a second. I just realized something That's about the Tahiti. That's also Disney. Um, like, I don't really know too much. I don't watch the Shield show. Right. But like, my brain just told me that Tahiti has something to do with Agent Coulson's like. Yes. Death? Resurrection. Yeah. Resurrection. Resurrection. So I don't know what that is. My brain just told me that. It's, it was so I'm asking tech, you. It's what? It was alien tech that brought them back. Creed so, blood and alien tech. Yeah. Yeah. Did something happen to they, Theory? Or? They overwrite the memory. I think it's just a program that he lays in. Like yeah. Theory liked to lay yeah. that in because it's, it's one of the most settling places you can be. Okay. Yeah. So instead of him remembering the operation tables and all that stuff, he reprogrammed him to only remember... Having some time off in Tahiti. Yeah. Well, okay. and considering there's an end credit scene, is also probably another callback to Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., which, by the way, is ending next year as the last final season of it. Yeah. So, Haven't they already destroyed the Earth in that show? They stopped it. No! Quake <laughs> saved the world. Oh, did she? Yeah, I, I she's quaked it up the time. I haven't been keeping All up right. with that season. Someone needs to keep it's track of how many times the Earth so, almost is destroyed. There is an insurance liability agent out there somewhere. <laughs> He's actually going to be the one to destroy the heroes. I think it's the collector. Flo. Yeah. Flo uh, comes in with her prize credit. Card. I would not want to insure superheroes. No. <laughs> I don't think you can. Well, something that they got into in Homecoming. If you think about it, they're technically... Peter Paul covers superhero damage. The Incredibles. They went over overtime in the Incredibles. Yeah. I'm sorry, but you have coverage against aliens, not against enhanced. Yeah. yeah. Or uh, multiverse issues are not covered in this plan. <laughs> the insurance agents would be the first ones to notice the difference between inhumans Everything and Everything up to the death of Life person. insurance agencies went out of business when the snap happened. Yeah. I took care of the time travel <laughs> and issue now they're all the way up to Professor X dying with the age of apocalypse <laughs> that's on you. All right. So, uh, for the next round of questions, let's uh, do this. Let's go around and let's see what are your thoughts on the direction of not only Spider-Man moving forward, but the MCU. Oh, I got some thoughts. Because as you know, this, I mean, well, it's according to the contract, this was the final one for Spider-Man. Unless a new one's drafted. Yeah. Oh, he's going to so get drafted into who knows what will happen. I mean, oh, so that anyways, is so let's good. go around and see what you guys, uh, I think it's sound like a hundred Honestly, I think oh, Kevin Feige's probably either he knows something from the inside or he's smart enough to know how, I mean, either how to keep the contract going with them or how to somehow write Spider-Man out if it doesn't work out. But I'm betting there's already some kind of hidden deal behind the scenes that we just don't see. Because he, Kevin Feige's smart enough to know to not linchpin it on this what if kind of thing. So where do you think it's going? Um, I'm not sure if it'll be another Avengers team necessarily. Uh, obviously, I mean, yeah, the, I think Spider-Man is supposed to be the new Iron, quote-unquote Iron Man. Uh, I did quote fingers for those people listening. Uh, <laughs> they uh, he said it. He yeah. used them wrong too. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> 
But uh, I was say, I do think he's supposed to be the new Lynchpin. Yeah, Iron Pin. Uh, Iron Pin. Iron Pin. Iron Pin. No, we're gonna use Iron Pin from now on. But I don't know if it's necessarily going to be an, an exact Avengers team. Because I think the whole idea is like everything's supposed to keep evolving and moving and growing and different things like that. Um, so I, I don't know. I'm, I'm curious to see where it goes, but I, I don't know. All right. Well, like he said, I'm going to agree with him on the fact that Kevin Feige is smart enough to know how to do his job. This being representative of 2008's Iron Man, the beginning of a new phase, like Ben Grant said, move on to a new phase. That was a huge reference that this is the beginning of the next phase of events, the next 10 years of the MCU. And I think that Spider-Man is the iron pen of the next 10 years of the MCU. And I think that we are going to get all of the things that we wanted to get. We're going to get some mutants. We're going to get the X-Men team. We're going to get the Fantastic Four. I think that the surfboard reference was more than just a reference of absurdity. I think that the Silver Surfer is at reference. And I think that Kevin Feige has listened to every single one of my shows and knows that Keanu Reeves is perfect to play the part of Silver Surfer. Perfect. And he will get Lawrence Fishburne to be Galactus. And it will be the most epic thing you have ever seen in your life. It will be amazing. Spider-Man is the only one, though, that links X-Men. He links the Fantastic Four. He links the surviving Avenger members. He links it all together. And it will be a ultimate team-up movie. It won't just be the Avengers. It will be the Marvel Universe heroes trying to kick the crap out of Doctor Doom, who has played underneath the level the whole time, building up to a God Doom moment, and it will be an amazing 45th birthday I have when I get to see <laughs> That's what I think. Oh, but I do think within the Spider movies, though, they're building up to the Sinister, Sinister Six. We've already had the Scorpion presented to us. We've already had an amazing Vulture presented to us. And we've now had Mysterio, who, even though Beck's dead, is still a program that's usable, presented to us. And if he's outed as a person, Peter Parker's a known name, people are going to start hiring contracts to get him, then that means we'll have Craven presented to us. And then we only need two more characters, well, we realistically. We have the Goblin, too. Have we seen any of the Osborns? I don't think so. Starting, well, when they kicked off the whole Sinister Six after scene, that was, I mean, yes, it was the, the Andrew Garfield Spider-Mans, but oh, well, yeah, he but, had the uh, Goblin and he had all the suits for he the did, Sinister he Six. He did, he did. I don't think that that's any more uh, cinema canon now, but... I do want to see a new Osborne. I do want to see a really good Octavius done. Um, but I, I, I want to see them do a Sinister Six. I want them to be hunted down. And in that moment, in that Spider-Man 3, when he's being hunted down by the Sinister Six, that's when he needs the aid of somebody that he's really good at teaming up with. Because it was always Spider-Man's team-up book. It was never sure. the Marvel Universe right. team-up book. It wasn't the X-Men team-up or the Avengers team-up. It was Spider-Man's team-up book. You know, I yeah. was thinking that uh, one of Spider-Man's friends would have had no problem fighting uh, Mysterio, and that was Daredevil. 
Daredevil would have been great. Yeah, he would, and if yes. he could be in the movie, would have been over too quick. Be great. I think yeah. could just you know tone him down from the uh, mature Netflix. <laughs> yeah, we'll bring right. him in, have him a little bit gritty, but not so. I have to put on give, give him more time. In twenty twenty two, they can start more. using the Netflix characters. Yeah, so once Netflix gets off their high horse and they can What's stop trying to suck, huh? less than that. Well, I mean, Jessica Jones and the other one just ended um, this year. Yeah, Jessica Jones and Punisher ended this, so they might wait till all of them. But Daredevil ended last year, so yeah, it'd be it'd be next year. They could get get Daredevil and Iron Fist for sure. Yeah. And Iron Fist and Luke Cage work together a whole lot. And please just give give Daredevil a suit back. Yeah. Please. I liked it. All right. So. In response to both of them, it leads up to me. I remember Marvel team up and as the comic, and it was ninety nine percent Spider Man and either another character or a team. Although I do think Hawkeye's got to go start the West Coast Avengers first, and then he's uh, the picture. Although he does have to wear purple, excuse me. Um, I would like I think, to see a West Coast. Does anybody remember when Spider Man was part of Fantastic agent. Four along oh, yes. with Hulk? And Ghost Rider. And Wolverine. And Wolverine. The new Fantastic Four? Yes. Yeah. But we have to get the first Fantastic Four out of the way first. But it's a slow roll. Yeah, I saw that. He's the mm-hmm. one that drives a car. He did, actually, he did pretty good. Though. It's not Danny Catch or um, Blaze, is it? Blaze is in it, too. Blaze is in it. Oh, cool. Yeah, Blaze is in it. He's the one who gave him his powers. Yeah. Yeah. So is Blaze no longer possessed? I'd rather be Johnny Blaze, though. still is. Yeah, but Robbie Reyes is good too, though. He's a good character. I just really like. Do they ever show him in the show? Blaze is Ghost Rider. Yeah, Mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah. A second, second, just a little bit. Cool. They're not lying to you. I think they. What about Dan Ketch? What about that Ghost Rider? Daniel Ketch. He's okay. I just prefer Johnny Blaze. Yeah, I prefer. I prefer Zarathos. 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 Let them just go throughout the multiverse. We'll back that. He's the true spirit of vengeance. Um, <laughs> a, a GM would step DC in and stop mm-hmm. that universe okay. from existing. Yeah, I would have him hit a brown button. Or My other point that I was going to make earlier is, OP is I'm a fan. I've been a Spider-Man like, fan since I was before, before Christ. Kid, and I'm the oldest Avengers. in this group. And just the f- I I like all of this. I, okay, full disclosure. I've never seen the third. Tobey Maguire because I heard it was so bad I never watched it. <laughs> oh, but, so but, here's, but here's here's my here's my my, my point. You, you've got Tobey Maguire as the sensitive emotional one. Then you've got Garfield as the angsty, angsty I'm going to take on the world one. And then you've got Tom Holland who really does the best of both worlds together. And in this movie, in the newest one, Far From Home, he has that moment of I don't want this power mm-hmm. all I want to do is be a kid and then he realizes that going way back to both the first and the first first Andrew Garfield one Uncle Ben saying you know with great power comes great responsibility and you have to do this and not just being tricked into giving the glasses up but knowing that he's got that responsibility his friends are in danger He's, you know, he's the only one in his mind right now that can change that. And I, I like 
yeah. Tom Holland, the way he plays him very, very much. I also like how Tom Holland rationalized, or Peter Parker rationalized giving away the glasses. Mm-hmm. Like that was what he was supposed it to was do. His responsibility. But really, it was just he didn't want them. Yeah. Right. You know. Um, what you just said just reminded me back to what we were talking about earlier with the whole uh, Mysterio and the scroll, mm-hmm. right? Um, that scene that uh, when he's at the hidden bunker or whatever, mm-hmm. and he, you know, Peter Parker's like, hey, can't you call somebody else? That tells me even more that it was a scroll. Yeah. Because he told me, he's like, uh, he's like, what about Thor? He's off world, you know? Right. And then we say, you know, uh, Captain Marvel, he's like, don't you don't, don't, don't invoke, invoke her name. name. Yes. Yeah. Right there. That's, that's what that tells me right there. That was him. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, that's true. Because he was so afraid of that name at that moment. He's like, oh, no, 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 hold on a second. Don't invoke her name. If you speak that name three times in America. Oh, wait, no. <laughs> if you speak it three times into a beeper. Yeah. All right. All right. I've forgotten what we were on. What direction, direction do you think that the Spider Man and the Marvel Universe are going in? Oh, I would really like to see them get to Avengers and the X-Men and the Inhuman storyline all being like all of that coming together because of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. where they've got the Inhumans like Daisy and uh, but maybe the real Inhumans instead of that really bad show that they made like, <laughs> like the actual royal family shows up they did. It was horrible. But, yeah. For real, though, this time. Is that instead of a show that got canceled after three episodes. Was it three? I think it was Lord. a pilot. It was eight episodes. Was it? Was it? Wow. It was eight. I only yeah. saw watching after three. I, I only saw watching, watching after the preview. I thought it went back yeah, went I never two saw it. after that. But I didn't keep watching, and I assume a lot of people didn't, and that's why I only went to however many you Michael said. Michael had one line. Well, I mean, I would certainly lines. hope he wouldn't what have. What line was it? Die? <laughs> Peace? Yippee ki yay! Because it's at the very end. I think it sucks because the cast was great. Oh, Danny does also want them to see a spinoff movie. He just thought of this and sent it to my brain. <laughs> um, don't worry, I've got you covered, Danny. Uh, he wants to see a Night Monkey spinoff movie. <laughs> I would yes, like, I would that watch is something it. that I want to see. Actually, I really do, but I want it to be Spider Monkey as Night Monkey. I want to see Tom Holland sing Spidey Bells. But I also <laughs> want to see the scroll call in Rogue anytime Captain Marvel shows up. He just wants to see Rogue, really. Yeah, yeah I kind of just want to see Rogue. He yeah, just wants Rogue. But he doesn't want Anna Paquin. Right. Well, you don't. Um, <laughs> neither does he. Nobody does. I it's like just Toby McGuire. Tobey Maguire and Anna Paquin get to be in their own movie called I honestly uh, just want to see hell out of here. Rogue <laughs> played as the Rogue from the comics. Right. Yeah. And if she picks up pretty. Carol Danvers' attitude afterwards, after the, she puts her in a coma. Lots of people would like to see that happen. I think a lot of people Carol Danvers like put into a coma. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I think that was the main reason everybody was Girl super Girl excited Super to see Spike. Captain Marvel show up. Because Rogue was on the is way. It's because Rogue is on the way. Yeah. Yeah. Some of us are Captain Marvel fans. Well, I liked um, Captain Marvel as Sentry. I said some people. I'm, some people. I'm pretty sure it's Black that. suit with the... Uh, Warbird. Sentry was just a crazy guy that was supposed yes. to be Superman with long blonde hair. Isn't and that Miss Marvel? That's Miss Marvel, but the, the technical name for that suit is the Warbird suit. Oh. Okay. 
I always thought she was Sentry because she had the lightning bolt that was like this. Sentry was the crazy guy yeah. from Bob, a different universe. Bob Reynolds, I think. Robert yeah. Reynolds. He just got invented at some point, but supposedly everybody forgot who he was. But he is actually at the same time this thing called the Void. So he is the light and the darkness. And then he's the one that rips Ares in half. And then they have to kill him with... Um, I know Thor came back. Oh, I can't remember. Who was it that actually hauled off and ripped him up? I'm getting scammed. It wasn't Hyperion, their second Superman replacement. It was in the it dark. Wasn't Gladiator, the third Superman replacement. It was in Dark Rain. It was. That was. God, when they I read off. this too. That good so Lord, it's been Man years. Was back, Thor was back. I want to see X Men show back up. Gotcha. For real this time. Oh yeah. In the canon universe, I want to see them do a good job. I want to see them not rob the X Men line of villains so that they can have them in Captain Marvel's movie. Because now they can actually have them in their universe because they're Disney. I also want to see X Men be a show instead of a bunch of movies. Something that's called the Gifted. No. Something I heard that <laughs> I heard somebody recommend that I thought was an interesting idea was basically build the X Men slowly. Don't don't obviously they're not going to be in the next five years because Kevin Feige said he doesn't have plans for them in the next five years. Because he just got that. He lies but, all the time. Yeah, well, he does. But what I'm saying is, like, I, I thought it was an interesting idea. I heard somebody put forth of, like, basically have, like, a Wolverine movie and then a Cyclops movie and then a. Oh, I don't want to see that. I want to see where, a show where they can actually play off of each other. Well, you know, what I'm, saying, what I'm saying is build up to that. I don't build up to the X Men team. I think that what Danny's saying is kind of what you're saying, but not with separate separate characters in their own films, right. unless they are legitimately able to carry it that by themselves. Because we're going to end up with three origins. Well, no, but if you do have a Disney Plus show called Weapon X, and it's just a monster flick, basically of Wolverine escaping this place and killing everybody. See, I wouldn't mind more that. about that. And then like an X Men show where she is the main characters who originally started the X-Men and you get to have a lack of Wolverine in that show starting out so that you can have other characters be the linchpin of that so Cyclops has to be good Beast has to be awesome you have to have these characters written well because you can't rely on the cool flash of some blades coming well, out well, that's, that's I also saying. want those characters to be able to step into Back the into the movies, the way Coulson stepped out of the movies to be in the show. Right. And to answer your question, um, going back to Sentry, it was in the Siege storyline uh, when he, after he defeated everybody, like literally defeated everybody, um, he reverted back to human form, and Thor snapped his neck after him pleading Thor, for him to do Thor it. Thor was back. That was what it was. Yeah. Thor came back. Back to what you were saying, Dan, about the TV series. They yes. already announced they're doing. Uh, well, TV series, but they're going to be in uh, some of them in continuity with uh, the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Um, you know, namely they're doing um, what was it? Uh, I think that's where you're Winter Soldier and Falcon are do, uh, having a series. Loki is going to have one based on the Divergent Loki. Yeah. Uh, they're going to do a bunch of what if mini series. That's animated though. Yeah. That's going to be their first animated series. But what I'm saying, my whole point of saying this is, it seems like the pattern they're going with it. Is basically taking the minor stories, the minor characters on the TV screen, and keeping the big screen to the larger story. The crossover events. 
Or by people who can carry I mean, the, the TV's still going to be, you know... Like Beck said, we need an Avengers-level threat to make this into a movie. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but that, that's, to me, from my understanding of seeing how their planes are, um, yeah. that seems like what they're doing, the direction they're going with it. But I think that's where you're going to get your multiverse, is like WandaVision is going to be huge into a multiversal thing. I believe it when I see it. Because <laughs> that trailer lied to me. Well, wait till November. And, and the second half of the question that I ever really answered was, where do I see Marvel going? I yeah. want to I want to see, yeah, sure, I want to see the X-Men and, and but I want to see the lower level. Moon Knights. Moon Knight. Yeah. Thor, um, not Thor, um, Nova. I thought he was already confirmed for TV. I want the Frog Thor. Moon Knight did get confirmed. Nova is confirmed for showing up, but we don't know if it's going to be in um, Guardians of the Galaxy or the next Captain Marvel. But Moon Knight, they did say, was going to get a Disney Plus show. Is yeah. the Frog Thor coming into play? Or I hope that there's actually a, a show, at least, of uh, Rocket the Raccoon, Thors. Howard the Duck, Frog Thor, mm. Groot, um, Peter Porter. Peter Porker, Spiderham. Well, well, we know. Well, they're shards yeah. of uh, Mjolnir, right? Because it was destroyed. So maybe the frog got yes. one of the shards and made his he was worthy of hammer. Yeah, he was worthy. He picked it up. That's possible because the hammer's still destroyed. Well, I think the cosmic level is where we're going in this phase, at yeah. least for a while. Ronnie, yeah. What do you think? Well, uh, I mean, definitely after the second in credits scene, as far as Marvel goes, we're definitely going more cosmic. And I think we're going to be getting more into the, because you I mean now the Eternals coming up, which I think is going to, we're going to find out a little bit more about the Celestials, especially with Fantastic Four properties all being in Marvel now. That opens up just everything. But that and the X-Men, I mean, we might actually get to see the for real Shi'ar Empire, yes. The Brood. Uh, if they want to do a horror movie, there you go. Do The Brood. Galactus Fishburn. Yes, Galactus. Yes. Just think, Lawrence Fishburn. Put the purple suit on him and just think of it for a minute. Yeah. Uh, Terra. I mean, we gotta get to see like Terrax and like all these other characters, Mephisto. Just like all these other really, just, really cool characters. Savage Lands TV show. That'd be fun. You know what they did mention, though, in Endgame that I don't think everybody's picked up (laughs) on so much? The next Black Panther movie. Yes. Mm. Namor versus the Black Panther. Yes, I picked up on that, too. It's going to be so sweet. I'm actually going to like a villain in a Black Panther movie. My God, I want to (laughs) see Namor so bad. You don't like it? Oh, Human Torch. But I will be Jordan. No. He hates Michael no B. Jordan. Story. I do not like Michael B. Jordan. I do not think he's a good actor. He could be but, Superman. But not only that, there's a story. <laughs> Have you seen him in The Wire? Just... He's pretty good in that. Maybe he's a good actor. He's just bad at acting as a super person. I'm oh, sorry. It's Idris Elba. He, he declared himself like Superman. So. He is hey, he's actor. in The Wire, too. I'm really upset that Idris Elba can't come back so he can be Bishop. Oh, yeah. Ooh. No, he could. Uh, he would be the perfect uh, Bishop. And as far as Spider-Man, um, man, I've been reading a lot of stuff online, like what they want him to do. I know they eventually want him to do, uh, like, have, like, a crossover with Venom at some point. I think that might actually happen, especially now with, like, the whole Spider-Verse thing. 
That's why I think the multiverse exists is because the Spider-Verse exists and they're kind of like both like kind of loosely connected. That's why I think the multiverse does exist in the MCU is because of that. I thought about that too and I went, I guess to me, I'll take my thoughts on that. And also... Would you like like, to see a clone conspiracy within the Spider-Man movies? I think we can do without the clone just, stuff. Just a Ben Riley, just a, a Scarlet Spider. Maybe. I feel like that's well, too I much. Think, right. Hold on just a second here. Um, Chuck's about to head out of here uh, from the podcast. So before he goes, I'd like to him give us his, uh, you know, stars. Fire slots. Stars. How many stars do you get? Oh, it's five stars. It's it's a great flick. Um, I don't know if we do five or ten. Five ways. Five. five. Yeah. Okay. That's good. It's it's a great flick. It's it's. I think. I don't know if I don't know where I put it in in, in regards to Spider Verse because I really really I wish I could have seen it in the theater but I really like Spider Verse mm-hmm. but it's it's by far and away of the what two five seven live action it, to me it's the best one they've done because in my opinion this is the second yeah because in my opinion the first one with Tom Holland was just by the numbers it was a good movie but it was by the numbers Michael Keaton stole the show yeah (laughs) Mm -hmm. but um, he had to save the boats and blah blah and it just to me it was but this one was very very good and Iron Man showed up and stole part of the show sure sure so alright cool thank you appreciate you uh, Mm -hmm. joining us on this podcast huh not yet um also think spider-man is gonna like if they really want to do this like really cool um with like spider-man getting like the black suit black symbiote suit i mean you could have like two different venoms running around in the same thing if they do secret wars yes if they do secret wars and that'd be really cool like to see everyone come up and this could be a way for you know, Doctor Doom to look like a good guy. Like and the original Secret Wars, not the newer ones. They're yeah, the original Secret Wars where you had like Ben Grimm and Doctor Doom and everyone kind of like almost on the same. Choice. Magneto is a good guy. Feel, yeah, almost like everybody's like a good guy. And I think it'd be kind of cool for them to paint Doctor Doom as a good guy first, but not really retread Mysterio, but like for him to actually really seem he is a good guy. And then like kind of like play everybody and then kind of slowly descend and you start to see... Like everything kind of move and whatnot, and I want to see subtle manipulations really cool. over like at least fifteen movies from Doctor Doom before yeah. they really come out of the closet. Yeah, absolutely. But um, before any of the long-term stuff, the short-term, like you said, I think the Sinister Six is coming up. Definitely, especially with his identity being out and with the Netflix stuff ending, where they can use the characters from that. Dear God, please bring Vincent back as Kingpin for the movies. I would love to see him hire the Sinister Six. That's the only Kingpin I want to see. I want to see that one. That would be amazing. As much as I want to see Kingpin in it, I I don't think they're going to be bringing him in for the movies. I really don't. Uh, Just because of since the Daredevil series did take Mm -hmm. place, you know, within the MCU, I think they pretty much closed that storyline out with him. I would love to see them, but I I don't don't know. We could. They might just write Netflix off. You never know. That is possible with all the legalities. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm talking about it's. I mean, everything that's happened in the Netflix series is actually. It's considered canon right now, but MCU could turn around in the next 
heartbeat and say, oh, oh, don't do that. I think that's dangerous don't for their family. It is dangerous, oh, yeah. Graham. I'm just saying, when, when you I'm start dealing saying. with legalities, do you know how long it was before Carol Danvers could actually be called a captain? She was ranked a colonel long before she was allowed to be called captain. Why? Because of DC Comics. DC <laughs> yeah. Comics oh, stole from Fawcett Comics. They legally stamped them into the ground, then they legally tried to stamp Marvel into the ground. Like, DC's like the master of, like, oh, we can't beat you with the storyline, we'll beat you with a lawyer. Well, they might be, I don't think they would, like, risk writing it off based on the fan base. I think their reaction to it would uh, hurt the brand. Possibly. Because I, I, then, like, hey, when you go back and do that, when you go back and make changes yeah. or something, yeah. been there, it's like, but I mean, they, removed they could bring the Kingpin back, from though. Star Wars. Well, it would be worse. And now than that. I have no idea what's going on, so exactly. I just don't care. It's, it's a mess. It'd be like if like they just changed things now for the past three movies, not not even the canon of the uh, books and all that uh, supplemental material, but if the main universe uh, movies of Star Wars are just that didn't happen. We're doing our own thing, mm-hmm. and I think that that would, people would feel even more betrayed than they did with Ryan Johnson's take on it. And I had like one slight thing to add to that too. It's like I think um, you know Craven the Hunter is definitely coming. And I hope they get someone really, really good for the role. Um, could be Jordan. I was going to say Scott Atkins, but <laughs> I think he'd be good. Nathan? Uh, Try to give me a heart attack. <laughs> he would be a perfect person. It's kind of hard for me to like, judge where they're going with the entire Marvel Cinematic Universe just from Spider-Man at the moment. You can do I mean, it. I have high hopes for it, of course. I mean, I'd like to see big people like Galacticus and like Agents of Sword um, like I'd love to see them do some more stuff or even like the secret invasion like what if somehow the scroll decided hey we're tired of moving around from planet to planet on this big <coughs> ship so let's just take Earth we're already there anyway or there's an extremist group of the scrolls yes Something like that would be really cool, I think. Yeah. Well, again, uh, Feige has said that those aren't the only scrolls out there. Mm-hmm. So that there are... They're just the good ones. Mm-hmm. We've only seen the good ones. We haven't seen the bad ones yet. And the queen and stuff. Oh, so it's pretty good bar. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, don't invoke their name. I will ask Spider-Man. Uh, Spider-Man, uh, I could see it going a few ways. Like, I could actually see them doing, like, a clone thing. Since they actually know who he is, they could be, like, secretly gathering. I just really like the Scarlet Spider guys. I'm sorry, I really like them. Like, Kane and Ben Riley coming into play. I like Spider-Man 2099. That's my favorite Spider-Man. Miguel O'Hara? We we think that Gerard Butler should be Craven. Yes. Oh yeah, good idea. That'd be a. Mi- oh my god. I mean, they, they, they don't go the one more day route with this. No, please no. No 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 no. no. Sure. That's all I do not no Spider Gods, no Madam Web, none of the mystical Spider stuff. <laughs> please no. Yeah. No no no. Keep it all science based. That's Spider Man. No organic science. spider shooters. Come on, Russell Crowe. Um, can stay doing whatever he's been doing. We don't need him to be anything. <laughs> Russell Crowe's. I just need to be sure Craven? that Michael Keaton <laughs> nah. comes back as the Vulture. I need him to be the Vulture. That's it. Who? Michael Keaton. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Like, as long as he stays, change him. 
whoever this guy is that's playing Scorpion's fine enough if you put him in a big Scorpion mech suit. Like he said, Gerard Butler as the Craven would be amazing. Who else is left? We got uh, Osborne, right? Yeah. Who else is part of the Sinister Six? Uh, Dr. Octopus. Octopus. Ryan See, I, I feel like they can mix Ryan. both uh, Carvin the Hunter, Craven the Hunter. I always think Carvin. Because he's carving up yeah, the bag. Yeah, he's carving up the bag as uh, Craven. Were you kind of... Uh, I think so. I mean, like, we kind of hijacked there, so it's just like, yeah. And it's like everyone else is already giving such like great details into yeah. where they're thinking. It's like hard for me to say. But you did so well at throwing in the. I mean, I bet conspiracy. Some... You invented yeah. the bet conspiracy. The I did. I think it's reading too much into. No, but it's a good thing. We're gonna write a book I called think, the. Yeah, at the end of the third Spider-Man movie, it's gonna turn out that was all a yeah. Beck dream. You know. Yeah, the conspiracy I, is that it's a I do yeah. kind of think, like, to play along with the bet conspiracy is that he had a camera rolling in the fake him, like, on the other side of the room before, like, he shot, tried to shoot him. Right. Like, he had a camera rolling there. Yeah. And that was creating its own illusion inside the illusion. I do believe that he did some, some twisty twists. You know, there was something I was talking to um, Sean about after the movie that struck me as odd. Um, and you might be able to use your intellect to figure out some new conspiracy about why this is actually true. So, like, Beck doesn't strike me as someone who's motivated to do stuff um, because he's mad at someone. Uh, in that, like, he wants something specific out of... He wants recognition. He wants, he's very selfish. So, like, if he's going to die and be dead, he's not going to just ruin somebody for no reason. Especially when he doesn't believe he will die. He's very arrogant. So why would he make that recording? Uh, I think that the other scientists that had all the logs That's what Sean said. He's the he one that built that. He faked it. And it's definitely in tune with today's fear base, which is mm -hmm. the fact that with all this technology and the CGI deep that's fakes. available... It's a deep fake. The news... The fake news can go to a whole new level where there's actually some sort of supposed, and I quote, um, evidence against you, visual evidence, yeah. where they could have easily have just said, Dan Stevens is Spider-Man, right yeah. there in that moment. They needed that You're video evidence, you know. Yeah, and I was only even 67% sure. <laughs> <laughs> All right, John. Um, so where do I think the MCU universe is going in Dude. addition to the spider? <laughs> that would be nice. I would like to see that. Um, you know, to be completely honest, I have no idea. Um, so let's start with Spider-Man. I do think that they're working on forming the Sinister Six. Um, I don't, you know, like, know exactly the direction they're going. Uh, the rumors of, uh, Craven? Is it Craven? Craven the Hunter uh, makes sense to me, but I also feel that he can't carry the movie as a villain. I think there's going to be some other uh, thing that Spider-Man is going up against, and Craven is going to basically be getting in the way of Spider-Man, and they're going to like they might even actually help each other. I think that they'll introduce the chameleon. The chameleon? Yes. Another shapeshifter. Well, supposedly... Uh, well, actually, honestly, the character that you saw playing opposite of Betty Grant on mm -hmm. the news show, in a storyline, portrayed himself as Spider-Man, running around with a gun, trying to defame Spider-Man. Yeah. 
So that person Maybe. exists there. Yeah. Like Jason Iolande. But I was just thinking that if they introduced a chameleon before. Caravan? Craven. Why Craven? We, we, both, we both get this all wrong. There are people uh, making so assumptions out there yeah. that the Dimitri character that we saw, because Dimitri is Chameleon's first name, Yeah. that um, the one that might have been with the S.H.I.E.L.D. team or uh, might have been part of Beck's crew, that might have actually been like a shoehorning Chameleon in there, that it might actually be him. But I don't know. That's I don't think so, though. Yeah, as far as the MCU universe and where it's going, I think that currently they don't know. Like, I don't think they have a solid plan. I think they're throwing a lot of ideas around at the moment. But I don't think that uh, they have even a working scaffold. I disagree on that. I think they have at least five different working scaffolds. Yeah, I would agree more with that. I disagree because they've planned, all this has been planned out, you know, with all to Endgame. That's that's all been planned out, you know, and beyond. Yeah, but it's hard to predict 10 years. You're not getting a lot of info on what you're doing next, but it doesn't mean they don't know what they're doing. And it was like what what Sean said earlier about Kevin Feige saying we're not going to do the X Men for the next five years. And I said, well, he's lied before because he's also said, Oh, we've constantly planned for having them in there. We know exactly what we're going to do with them as soon as we have them back. So... Well, with Spider-Man, when Spider-Man was in flux and they didn't know if they were going to get a chance at him or not, they had uh, plan A. A backup plan, yeah. And plan B. Plan B was if they couldn't get Spider-Man. So, they, you know, there's contingencies. Um, and I think they want to remain flexible because tides can shift. And then... if you know, five years from now, like there's a different sentiment going on in our culture, but they didn't plan for that, then they would have to scrap all that work and that would be very expensive. They do really well, though, at flowing with the current Yeah, they do. The th- like, I think they remain Captain loose, America, you know? the Winter Soldier. That was did great. really well at tapping into the public vein of how people were feeling about the government at the time. Well, how this movie. Were feeling about, and this one did this really one, the fake news Like, they, there's no way that, that this script was written five years ago. No. No way. It's too, like... Well, not the minute details. Yeah. Three years. I don't know. Not the minute details. I think that some of those things, like with the fake well, news things... Like, the deep fake thing is right there on the surface. There's a difference between having a plan and then adapting and then not having any idea they definitely adapt. Yeah, yeah. They have a plan. They, it's a loose scaffold. I, well, I mean, like, we are role playing group, you know? When you run a game, run it as DM, you have a plan. Yeah. However, sometimes the players goes off the rails all a the time. alter that plan. <laughs> he means and so you just kind of have to adapt with what's going on. And I think that's the same way with the movies. I mean, when you got something this large, I don't see how you can do 22 movies interconnected and not have a plan. You have I don't see how you can. And they ran 3,000 minutes. You can't just sit there and throw darts at the board and hope these things connect with each other. Yeah. I do have one more thing to say about like um, the MC universe in the past 10 years and the future 10 years. And that's that I think that a phenomenon like Endgame uh, had never been done before. And I don't believe in the same way it'll be done again. I don't think it's possible because I don't think the medium will survive the next 10 years. I can't wait until 45-year-old Tony looks at <laughs> super old John and says, you were wrong! Yeah. You were so wrong! I Just refer back to this podcast. <laughs> I think that like um, people will be more intrigued by other kinds of media, storytelling media, that uh, are more visceral, 
uh, and more engaging emotionally. Um, and I think that it's going to blend I think into. You've that. lost me. I don't know. I've never uh, had a movie more right. visceral right. to me. Well, yeah, right. because we've reached peak cinema. This is as good as it gets. It cannot get better. Right. right. Yeah, I was going to say, um, like everyone's talking about, like, you know, like what the plans are. It's like how Kevin Feige is being hush-hush about everything. Well, um, it was just announced that there is going to be an official San Diego Comic-Con Hall H panel for Marvel Studios. <laughs> and it's going to be Saturday, July 20th. Um, 7.15 p.m. to 8.45 p.m. Central Standard Time. So, right, let's go. Well, the day after, we'll definitely know a lot more. Oh, well, they have live well, blogging, so we will, we, we'll probably all I be screaming. because I work for we'll a little bit more. <laughs> mm -hmm. All right, so, see, to me... Um, p.m. I'm going to start with Spider-Man. With Spider-Man, I do not believe they're actually going to bring in any of the symbiotes. And I, if they do bring in the Sinister Six, it's mm -hmm. not going to be the classic like we know it. Mm -hmm. I say this because of Sony is setting up their own with Venom. They did that last year with Venom. They're setting that up. They're that, their own Sinister Six for Venom? No, not just Venom. It's the, well, not just Venom, but the... But all of the symbiotes. Symbiotes, but not just well, that. Yeah, all the symbiotes, symbiotes are in the Sinister Six, so that's okay. That reminds me, is this the last Marvel Spider-Man? Or is that still going to continue? That's, are those contracts up? The well, contract's up. So they have to renegotiate or it just that's, goes back yeah, to that's Sony? that's what we were talking about. Well, yeah, that's what we were talking about earlier. Like, oh. you know how much money they happens. made off of Avengers? Sony made that money too. Do you think that Sony would be like, we yeah. want all the money for ourselves, so we're going to make it ourselves? They wouldn't do it because they know that Look, they sucked at it. Well, they're also talking that got sued because they got too close to Romeo and Juliet. Yeah. And then they lost a lawsuit. <laughs> Wait, too close to Romeo and Juliet's in public domain. Yeah. How did that? they get sued? Who got sued? Sony? Yeah. You could just make Romeo and Juliet. Underworld. Yeah. You don't remember that? that yeah. They got sued for Underworld? Yeah. Twice. Because, because it was too close to too Romeo, close and, to Romeo Juliet. and Juliet and too, too close, close to, to White Wolf. Darknesses. Mm -hmm. they oh, twice and lost now it. if it's a specific version of something, so like if you take for example like um, the Sony Wizard of Oz. Sony is smartest when it comes to the, the courtroom because they also were sued because of the PlayStation Two mm -hmm. controller or the Rumble feature. Yeah. And then they paid similar. the witness to not tell the truth. That's not good. Yeah. That's not, That's not good. Yeah, they should just uh, so, rely on Marvel. To now we're talking. I say this because we're talking about Sony, who you would think would make sense to continue the contract. But given what I just said, yeah. they did <laughs> all of that. No, but they're also making the Marvel video. Games. I mean, it's just it's kind of like just, okay, you can be idiots sometimes, so let's not be an idiot about well, it. Well, like if, if someone like had changed it, like so, like you take like uh, the Wizard of Oz, right, and say you want to make your own version of Wizard of Oz, but you do, your, your version it looks yeah. like, um, your version of Dorothy Gale looks like, um, who is it that played her in the movie? Garland. Uh, Judy Garland. Um, then they can sue you because they own that likeness. They, everything about the film is copywritten. The actual book is, not, is out of copyright. It's public domain. Yeah. So, so if you take imagery from the film, they can they can sue you. Not to be confused. Well, obviously that's what happened. Yeah. they lost. Yes, yeah. obviously. But they they're also taken making it from... the Marvel Avengers I... video game. They would lose all their rights to have the downloadable content to keep making money off that. That wouldn't be smart in any way, shape, or form. See, here's my Disney runs okay. the world. But but 
you say that, but why pursue Venom series of lines? Why not try to work with Marvel? Because Venom's not going to be written in in the next ten years. I don't see it. Who knows? I'm just saying. He's why a really not? B-list. Try to see a super the famous contract was only for the Spider was for Spider loaning Spider-Man. What they're doing, right? Okay, so they were restrictive on basically everything else. Okay, they loaned a few characters. That's about it. Yeah. Okay, so I don't know. That's my direct where I see them going with Spider-Man. I don't see them pulling in major ones into the fold for uh, MCU. I just don't see it. Especially when you got so much more going on with with owning the rights for X Men now and Fantastic Four, you have a different direction to go. And you don't have to worry about working with these people who own rights to everything else. You can go this direction. I think the six could come in easily so. because how is Sony going to write a sure. movie about just Doctor Octopus? I think <laughs> that it could come in easily too, but that's not what the question is. Well, Doctor Octopus <laughs> could be Superior Spider Man and fight. All kinds of people. If we're going to have Superior Spider-Man, I just want to have Scarlet Spider first. Anyways, that's just my thoughts on that one, but whatever. Uh, the other thing about the MCU, um, I think they're setting up, in my opinion, for uh, Kane the Conqueror. Because yep. of all the time traveling and the focus that they're putting on the divergent timelines, I believe they're going to be setting up for Kane the Conqueror. Because I was thinking, it's like, man, how do you, like, kind of what John said, how do you top this? With Infinity War and Endgame. How do you you top that emotional feel? You can only become equal to it, but in the future, it has to be better. Otherwise, it's less than. So you can't be equal. What? I was going to say, I forgot about the whole uh, King of the Time Proper thing, because Iron Lad... Might be coming into play because the kid that looked up to or that Stark yeah. or that helped Stark in Iron Man three might be like, hey, it's like you know this world needs an Iron Man. I want to become you know Iron Lad, Iron Lad, Lad yeah. who eventually becomes King the Time Conqueror. So, so. I, I'm like, and I randomly had a child who then had a child named Reed Richards. <laughs> See, that mess up some stuff. The, the thing they, they're able to bring in uh, with Fantastic Four and everything now, too. So it's kind of like, I really see them set up with Kane and Conqueror. That's just kind of my... I think that he would him. come in. I just don't see him I as a Thanos that. threat. He's never been a big-time Thanos-level threat. I just see him, like, as happening. Sure. I would well, really like to see the fact that Iron Man's out of the picture now, and Iron Man was the main one that was able to uh, actually fight against because of the tech he used. Right. You know, with him out of the picture now. But Stark Tech, they're a genius that can run it there. See, the thing that I want to see can't happen now. Doom Potts. Pepper Potts, and yeah. she's going to totally license most of it to Peter. Because the Doom, because Doom Netflix series Foster can't Sun. happen. Uh, what if, what well, about, yeah. Going back to what I was saying, okay. too, about the Spider-Man, um, there's already been talks about, anyways, of uh, Marvel's version, uh, the MC version of Spider-Man, actually going into the Venomverse uh, with Venom. Um, correlating with that yeah. as well. I mean, it would be so, great to see him show up and, like, kick Venom in the head. It's, that kind of is what sees me. I see them going a different direction with that as far as that goes. And only so that Venom can, like, accidentally attach to him for half the movie and then go back to Eddie Brock, but this time with the white spider symbol on his chest. Well, it, the other thing, too, is looking at the, other, the Spider-Man movies now, we have two Spider-Man movies, and both of those, they, they're kind of, well, I mean, like with Iron Man movies. Okay, you've had the Ironmonger, right? Then you had Whiplash. Both of those guys didn't make it. 
Then you had, um, what was his name? From the third one. The Mandarin. The Killian Aldrich Killian right. he was technically supposed to be the Mandarin yeah see so basically you had all those villains set up but they kind of dropped off with each movie and I think that's what they're doing with Spider-Man I don't think they're actually building it up to be like a separate sub-series I don't think that's what they're doing with it well I don't know because Vulture survived so. He did, so did Scorpion there, and they had that after credit scene for it, and it showed, I would just think because it showed Vulture being noble in that moment, I think it would show Vulture being noble again in a Sinister Six movie with the Spider-Man. Yeah. Like, it would just be called Spider-Man something Sinister or Sinister Six. Or yeah, it wouldn't like be that. like... Uh, it wouldn't be their own film. It wouldn't be like... It'd be um, like Spider-Man 4. What's the... What's that movie they had in DC that sucked real bad uh, with the bad Which guy? One? Which one? That's like all of them. Suicide Squad. Yeah. yeah. I it enjoyed it. like that. Well, I enjoyed that's, it. It just sucked. That's but a I, different discussion. Yep. But all either right. way, I'm just saying it wouldn't be like a Sinister Six movie. It would be a Spider-Man movie. All right. All right. So let's go ahead and finish this up with our stars. So go ahead. Uh, I'd probably do uh, four out of five. I was going to say, I, I thought he was going to explain why, but um, <laughs> I would definitely give this five web shooters. It's very sticky, very sticky, very good, very strong and sticky movie. <laughs> so you're saying you think it's got the power to stick around? I think that it has the power to make my Tony Tingle activate. <laughs> I was also going to go with five. Stickies? Yes. Yeah. Uh, sticky spots. <laughs> definitely five out of five for me. Uh, this movie definitely does not get a Frankencastle at all. No Frankencastle. It is, it, you know, it's, man, it was great to see Mysterio portrayed correctly. And it's just, it was fantastic. It was great to see Spider-Man portrayed correctly. Yes, both. I um, will give it four out of five Peter Tingles. <laughs> So why does it get one McGuire? Why does it get one McGuire? Because it's not perfect, man. Oh, okay. Nothing you know, can be perfect. Everything. No, has there are things that can be close enough to perfect where they round up to five. You know, four point nine eight. I'll give it a five. But uh, yeah, it's not there. Yeah, like it's, yeah. I'll go with that. Too. I'll go with four out of five. I think it was a real good wrap up. Yeah, that was great. It feels like a Civil War moment. <laughs> three on three. Hey. Minus stars, there's the web shooters. Uh, that's true. I'm on Peter Tingle. I'm out by myself. Peter Tingle. I just I, I think four out of five for me because I think it's a good way to wrap up this phase. Yeah. Um, although I don't really, they wrapped it up, but they didn't really, I, to me, point towards how we're going in the next phase, which is kind of cool because you kind of get to see, you know, what happens next. You know what I mean? But for me. Um, so yeah, I think that's that's why you're four out of five. For me, the reason why I, I don't give it. The five is just because it's, I mean, I really enjoyed it, but it didn't really have me, it didn't really pull me in emotionally. I, a movie has actually really pulled me in emotionally, like uh, Endgame pulled me in emotionally. There were times there I was on, near, on the verge of tears in that movie. Uh, didn't but, he feel any kind of like anxiety for him when he was like super crushing on the girl? And, I, that's an emotion too. So is... Uh, humor and laughter. Yeah, right? that's what I'm saying. That's it didn't pull on a heartstring. Yeah, it didn't pull on the sadness. 
but tearful emotions. Well, I mean, but I mean, didn't you feel like a little anxious for him and happy for him when he actually kissed? I felt him? super sad. Yeah, for but him I mean, it wasn't. He was on the bridge with MJ, and he realized what he had just done. Yeah, I'm sitting there going, "Oh shit." I think I know what Sean's talking about though, because like with Endgame, like from the beginning, like seeing that well, scene. Endgame with, had an entire three-hour movie setting up that emotion for you. Well, it also had the beginning two films. Yes. Set no, I'm talking up. about the very, the very first scene. Yes. It didn't take three hours to set that up. Endgame yeah. had an entire three-hour <laughs> movie. It took over Infinity fifty War. hours to set that up. <laughs> Endgame yeah, had that's still where it paid off. Infinity War. It paid off well. It's just it okay. Took 50 hours. That logic, though, how many hours did it take to set up Spider-Man? Now Spider-Man's at the very end. Hey, I will say this: uh, Homecoming, <laughs> the first one. Can't have have good, you can't have people crying every single. Well, when you know, I saw what I'm it, saying yeah. is, I, it's not that it, part. Yeah. It's just the fact that it just pulled at those hearts. And when you see someone that have just basically lost yeah. their entire family in front of them, that I'm not talking about the sadness. I'm talking about the confusion part too. It's like. What the heck is going on? What's happening, guys? Or the fact that when um, Ant-Man comes back after five years, and he's like, what happened? Yeah. <laughs> and he's trying to figure it out. And it's that kind of emotional moment. You know? Or, at the end of Endgame, when everybody returns, and you have that moment. You Not sadness, yeah. but that horrible moment. You can't compare a solo Spider-Man movie to Endgame. Yeah, that's why I agree with that. It was totally solo. It's, it's connected to every CSC It thing is, but Iron Man was too. In each Iron Man movie, you didn't have all that. Each Captain America movie, you didn't have all that. Right. Even in the Thor movies, you didn't actually get the emotional Thor loss moments until Avengers and Endgame. We're not talking about loss. We're not talking about just loss. It's just that impact. That this impact didn't moment. happen in over 20 films, and then finally in two films it, it happens because that's the culmination. But the way, but the way we're talking, when, when it's on a sliding Civil scale of one War. to five, Civil you're putting War. like five is basically saying War. that's on the same level as like. Decide. All right, who's on Team Stark? Star Stripes over here. I'm just saying, Team Stark, let's go. This was the movie of them moving on from that kind of loss and that tragedy. Yeah. This was the movie where they are in recovery. Yeah. They were showing the the uh, the drive, blip, the blip moments, and well, they were showing the drive about how to like raising money for the people that are left homeless because they weren't living anywhere for five years. They were they were blipped out of location. Yeah, yeah they're just like yeah. I mean, I'm not saying there wasn't any emotion that, in the movie. Yeah. I mean, yeah. there was. I mean, there was. But just name one other movie other than Endgame or Infinity War where you have that high-end level of emotion. Spider-Man 2. Spider-Man 2. Spider-Man 2. At the very end of Civil War. <laughs> Somebody nope. just said a whole lot of static. I'm sorry, but our, our voice modulators are going out for some reason. Like I, I thought since Ronnie came back to life that we weren't going to have any kind of voices from the void, but something just screamed out from nowhere and said, please watch something disconnected. When Aunt May had that speech with uh, Peter about heroism and what it takes to be a hero and stand up, uh, encouraging all that, that was very Jesus. emotional about for me. I love that scene. Okay, within the Marvel Cinematic Universe, can we name one other movie that impacted you on the same level as Infinity War or Endgame? Civil War. Civil War to you was just as impacting the as... very the, end of it. When you had Stark... And, and Tony, Tony and Steve walking away from each other. Yeah, that, that whole, I mean, that whole scene of them 
you know, basically fighting each other, the emotions, and then at the end of it, where basically just, he just drops his shield because, you know, Tony get the crap beat out of him, and he's just sitting there like, you know, I don't belong to you, and then he just drops it, you know, and the shield is basically what not only symbolized him, but been a part of him for all these years, that he's kept with him since the 1940s when he was frozen, and then he's just basically, it's like he's losing a piece of his identity. But that, so I will say this, though. That, I mean, that had, yes, that had a huge emotional tug and moment. It relies it on previous one, character so development. Infinity War or Endgame level. I, I would say that that relies on that previous character development. It like doesn't count. There was more emotion in that scene than I saw in this movie or Far From Home. Yeah. Like, so, there was more emotion in that scene than I saw in any of the other movies. But... It, but it doesn't have to be on the same level as Endgame or Infinity War to be up there, though, to yeah. tug. That's what, that's what Sean's saying. Yeah, the thing is, the higher, basically, the higher you get up in that scale, the less movies should be up there, in my opinion. Because it should be the tippity-top of the best of the best. I just feel yeah. like the anxiety, I don't want to cry the in every love, movie. and all of that stuff. No, you don't have to be. A, you don't have, you don't, you he don't is saying that you do, but then he's this saying gonna that be, you uh, don't. No, there is I cried video. at the Sam Raimi <laughs> movies too, okay, Sean? I admit it. They were so horrible. I cried during each one of them. They're, I agree with you. They're tearjerkers. You can have all kinds of other heartfelt, <laughs> emotional moments. They're that bad. Without, it being, without them being sad. Topher there, Grace has been a emotional connections with the movie without being sad. I had an emotional connection to his heart-wrenching way of dealing with injuries. I think that having, like, if you've ever been a guy that's had this huge crush on this one really dark, feisty, taller-than-you girl, and it's just that, it's that kind of anxiety. I really enjoyed that. And that's just for me, and it that's doesn't have saying. to pull your strings, but it pulled at my strings. Which is what I'm saying. That's what I'm, what I'm saying is, it, yes, it was a five for you because it hit you that emotionally, but that doesn't mean it has to be a five for everyone. I didn't say it had to. That was hilarious. I just wanted to know yes, why, sir. and then you, you invoked the name of Raimi. You invoked the name of Raimi. How dare you? <laughs> All right, we're going to go ahead. We're going to cut it off here. <laughs> Find Sam Raimi. Yeah, so, glad you listened. Yeah, for me and Tony getting the fight. <laughs> They've already started that. They're going to finish after we get off the air. So. Just call me Ash. <laughs> He'll be the evil dead. That'll be bonus content, maybe. But no, uh, thank you. Or will he be evil Ash? Chainsaw hands coming out. <laughs> thank you for listening once again to uh, Let's Discuss, a Sarah and I gaming production. And be sure to like, share, subscribe with everyone, including your grandmother. That's right. <laughs> Force your friends to do it, too. Do it! Do it now! Do it now! Get to the Quinjet and watch our show!